this is Jeff Cooper, and we present you with a new Disney at Play podcast. There are so many things happening around the world, globally, affecting Disney parks around the world, and we thought we needed just one podcast to go all the way around and check out what's happening. Um, we're going to be covering new offerings that are coming, not next year, not during the 50th, but this summer to Epcot. We're going to uh, overview a couple of major changes and in initiatives happening at the Magic Kingdom. We're going to talk about character appearances coming to Disneyland with its reopening. We're going to Tokyo Disney to talk about its newest hotel and its new Fantasyland Theater. Shanghai Disney is celebrating its fifth anniversary and we want to uh, talk about it. Uh, big news, constant changes, things happening, things going away at the Disney Cruise Line, a major milestone with the new Disney Wish and its construction, and finally, an update on the new Lighthouse Point, which is the new uh, island destination that Disney Cruise Lines will be sailing. So you see, we are going all over to check on what's happening. Um, and we're going to provide not only all the details, but what it really means. So join us for this big Disney Parks update. And by the way, you can help us by making sure you subscribe to this podcast that you are listening to, because we will bring uh, new podcasts throughout the week, usually at least two. Sometimes we surprise with a third podcast. So you want to be there to be updated with what's going on. Let's start with Walt Disney World. This is kind of fun because this summer is going to mark a big step for uh, what has been toward the front of the park when Disney uh, unveils uh, their new flagship merchandise location called Creations uh, Shop. Zach Ridley, Walt Disney World's site portfolio director, has said that Creations Shop features a bold, sleek design that creates a perfect showcase for the rich variety of items you'll find as part of your Epcot experience. It will be a bright, open, welcoming environment with huge glass walls that allow sunlight to pour in and make you feel like you're in touch with nature while indoors. Um, Zach says they're using color, material, and light in new ways with some unique Epcot touches that connect past, back to the park's storied past while looking to the future. Now this is, yes, this is where Mouse Gears um, uh, has been for so many years, since uh, 2000. Prior to that, it was Centorium. Its location is prime because it's on the right side as you exit the park. That would never change. And it's also prime because underneath it is a utilidor that helps provide all of that merchandise that needs to be brought in on a constant flow. Um, the uh, kind of cool thing about it, in fact, they talk about it here, as you can see the new artist rendering, um, there's a large mural of Mickey Mouse along with the shop's walls, along one of the shop's walls. Um, Zach says, we were inspired by Mickey as our subject for creativity, but this is Mickey like you've never seen him before. You'll discover original homages to him throughout the space, including large dynamic murals 
and new artist expressions that showcase the global contemporary icon that Mickey has become for generations around the world. We are excited to feature this art program, completely original art works that will live on in this space as a testament to the park's ability to inspire the dreamer in all of us. Um, let me just stop and talk about this. So this is really funny because if you go way back in Disneyland's history, um, Star Traders was, um, what was the original? I think it was called the Character Shop or something, but it originally had kind of iconic looking Mickey um, diagram uh, artistry that really um, was the thematic detail of that Tomorrowland shop. That what didn't happen in Centorium, but when it was created to mouse gears, they put a, a heavy uh, Mickey thematic detail. Remember Mickey's hand was kind of this wand that was coming around. What was really happening in that whole experience if you're coming in from future world and you were going into the shop you weren't really encouraged to go into the shop what you were encouraged to do was go into a mickey meet and greet experience that was going to be on the far right and it was going to empty out into the gift shop that was then uh, mouse gears um and, and that happened for I'd say a little less than a year. It did not take off as a meet and greet. And um, and people were kind of, so at any rate, long story short, it went away. Um, what's been fun to watch as we've seen the, um, and I pointed this out in some of our uh, Epcot uh, walkthroughs and the parks updates, park updates, is you can see very large panels of glass that have been extended along the walls. This will have a lot of bright light coming in. And if you remember, this was kind of a, not a dark shot because it was colorful, but it didn't have a lot of exterior light. And if you think about it, if you have windows pointing toward the interior world showcase, part of it was really nice with the fountains, but other parts of it was kind of concrete and urban. And the intent, um, of this space, which will be part of World Celebration, the center of the center spine of what was Future World will be World Celebration. And this um, section is supposed to be uh, quite heavily landscaped. In fact, if you look at the picture, and you can see, by the way, make sure you check out our post because we have a lot of images and videos that connect with this podcast. But so go to disneyatplay.com. But you will see, you will see these panels and you will see a lot of foliage on the outside of it. You also see that it's the interior of the curve, which means the portion that should be projecting toward the center of, um, of world celebration. So I really, I really hope that we get to see some of that foliage and some of those touches. You know, there's a Walt Disney statue that was being put in. Really excited to see how that turns out. Now, additionally, adjacent to the shop will be a revitalized Club Cool, hosted by Coca-Cola, which is gonna open also this summer. Um, Zach has said this will celebrate Coca-Cola in a fresh new way while keeping the fan favorite experience that invites you to explore tasty drinks from around the world. 
This base will also have some new magic to bring the global experience of Coca-Cola to life to you. Again, very exciting. I love just the fact that you're not waiting until the 50th anniversary. We are going to see these things play out come summer. So I couldn't be um, more excited for what lies ahead um, there at Epcot. Now, moving on to Magic Kingdom, I am long overdue for an update there. We are hoping to get there this week and present you one, but a couple of um, major developments going on. First of all, they are testing new facial recognition technology through about April 23rd. Uh, it's an option to guess, so you don't have to do it, but it's an option to guess at the Magic Kingdom. That is full of controversy in and of itself, but apparently it's a very user-friendly experience. So we'll check that out. Big renovation now underway for the Main Street Confectionery. Uh, the cinema is being used right now as a sort of place to handle um, those kinds of treats. Hopefully they've reopened the Frontierland one too. Um, ribbons, bunting, and other touches being added to Cinderella Castle. Looking great. I'm excited to see that. And Trader Sam has been removed from the Jungle Cruise. It's kind of the first part of this big, not big, but um, renovation going on to the Jungle Cruise at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And I am very happy to see Trader Sam go. No loss I thought it was a poor caricature of someone from Africa. I think there is something funny about finger food jokes, but only for a moment. And then when one really kinds of thinks about it, it's not long-term a good idea to end your Jungle Cruise experience giving cannibal jokes. You can only go so far with that. And so I think Disney could be a lot more creative it's a really difficult space right there at the end of Jungle Cruise because you're kind of holding for traffic as you kind of come back into the pier. So we've had some great podcasts on the Jungle Cruise, so check those out. If you're not aware of what's coming down there, we fill you in with all of that and more. In other news at Walt Disney World, before we head across the globe, Mears Transportation, who's been the operating partner for Disney Magical Express, has announced this last week it will offer its own service when Magical Express ends um, this year. So um, that's kind of um, good news. I knew there was a price point opportunity for somebody to come in and offer something reasonably priced. Hey, I'd take the I take a motor coach when I'm out at Disneyland if I don't have a car. I I do the same thing in Paris. I do the same thing in Tokyo and, and kind of glad not to have to deal with it. So if I can find a good price point, which to me would be somewhere probably in the 30 to 35, maybe $40 range, I think that would be great. And if they can make it consistent and make it so you're not waiting, a friends of ours, the Scallies, uh, had a terrible experience with Magical Express when they came in last weekend. It was a disappointing um, moment for them because so for so many, that's the beginning of their uh, vacation is to step off that plane and head toward the Magical Express. So lots of controversy there. Reservations will be started in May. So more to come on that. Um, and um, finally, Josh DiAmaro, uh, Disney Parks chairman, 
uh, announced last week the Disney Genie, uh, which is intended to uh, optimize your experience at Disney vac- at Disney when at Disney World. While Disney World expe- uh, specifically is still underway and will be coming somewhere in the months to come. Um, a lot of people probably thought that was going away, so or wasn't going to happen now that uh, we've been through this pandemic. But apparently, it's still very much a thing going on. So, more to come. We head to Disneyland before we go around the world. Wanted to talk a little bit about, of course, our last podcast talked. Uh, we've had a couple of podcasts talking about all of the things happening with Disneyland's reopening. I just wanted to note that. Um, they have announced this week what's happening in terms of character uh, experiences in the park. They, uh, Mickey Mouse and his friends are going to be at the railroad station and Main Street and outside their homes in Toontown. You're going to see princesses like Mulan or Belle at the Royal Theater in Fantasyland. You're going to see Captain Jack Sparrow from the balcony of New Orleans Square. Uh, Rancho del Zocalo and Frontierland, you're going to catch intermittent appearances by Miguel from Pixar's Coco. Uh, then over at the Carthay Circle uh, and the Pixar Pier, you're going to see a number of folks out there, including Disney Junior stars, Doc McMuffins and Vampirina, who will make appearances at the stage of the Disney Theater in Hollywoodland. Also appearing in Hollywoodland, will be all of the Marvel characters, Black Widow, Captain America, Thor, Spider-Man, and so forth. They will be making uh, heroic poses from the Hollywood backlot stage. <clears throat> That's uh, And that will continue until Avengers Campus opens on June 4th, when they will move over there in some form. What that will be there, is it meet and greet by then, or is it just, you know, strike a pose and take a photo? remains to be seen so but exciting didn't see much on disney character cavalcades i assume that's going to happen too tokyo disney two things out of it that i haven't um really talked about at all um the resort had already announced a toy story themed hotel they've announced last week that will be called the tokyo disney resort toy story hotel i know real imaginative there um It'll have 595 guest rooms, 11 floors. The hotel exterior entrance lobby and other areas will be based and themed around Toy Story. This will be the fifth Disney hotel to open in Japan, but the first moderate type Disney hotel in the country, offering guests a new option between deluxe type and value type. The hotel is situated directly in front of Bayside Station. So a couple of things happening here. There's a row, there's kind of a hotel row at Tokyo Disney for third-party hoteliers. That's where I've usually stayed, at the Hilton or the Sheraton. Um, I'd love to stay at the Disneyland Resort Hotel or at the Miracosta. Expensive as the day is long are those hotels, but it's on my bucket list. I have a lot of Marriott points, so I usually use the Sheraton one. And it's a great hotel. It's just a great hotel. And both of them are very close to the monorail station. There's new monorails going on Tokyo Disney um, that they've added to their existing um, monorail system. And it's called Bayside Station. It takes you over to Disneyland or it takes you to Tokyo Disney Sea 
um, or to their shopping dining area. Um, this hotel actually will sit in between the Sheraton Hilton and it'll be directly in front of Bayside Station. So that's really cool. In fact, in my opinion, probably they ought to just retheme the Bayside Station, even though it's across the street, to a Toy Story theme. It's I think that would be kind of fun to see that um, look and feel for the station. Um, that said and done, I'm not sure I'm running to go to this hotel. Toy Story has never been my favorite, favorite, favorite of all themes. Um, I stayed at the Toy Story Hotel in Shanghai Disney, and compared to the to its main hotel, the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel, which is amazing. My experience was disappointing, not in terms of the rooms or the hallways, which were beautifully, uh, beautiful color palettes, um, really nice accommodations. What I hated was the rest of the hotel. The, 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 the lobby wasn't very inviting. I didn't find the uh, restaurants appealing. Uh, the shop seemed small and they didn't have a pool or any kind of really recreation. They had characters kind of standing in courtyard, um, big statues of characters, similar to the statues you see when you visit uh, Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So I don't know if this one's got a pool coming. Um, that'll be a make or break for me because I, I love taking that break. Um, but know that it is coming and it may be an option that you want to explore if you have on your bucket list to go to um, Tokyo Disney. Um, so consider that. The other thing I should mention is I think most people know that there's been this big fantasy land and some uh, and a Tomorrowland expansion as well, but a big fantasy land expansion largely centered around Beauty and the Beast and Belle. They also, as part of this expansion, created a fantasy land forest theater, and this is a serious size theater. Now, they always had a big theater at Tokyo Disney, but it was in Tomorrowland, technically, and it was not really, um, it, it didn't have a fly and some other real, and it wasn't indoors so they could control the lighting. The thing that had that show going for it is it had an amazing show. They do amazing shows. And so in this whole thing where they took out the Autopia and created this new Fantasyland forest area, they created a Fantasyland forest theater. It um, will. It is a spacious 1,500-seat storybook theater, beautifully themed out with woodworking and everything. And it will debut a new show called Mickey's Magic uh, Musical World. Actually, it's debuted. It's opened on April 1st. Um, they are spacing out guests inside. This theater is about the size of the Hyperion Theater um, at, at uh, Disney California Adventure. Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom particularly, has always needed a big theater like this, and they announced one behind Main Street. The, the size of a theater like that, if you don't figure it out right, it ends up ruining all of your scale. And that felt like that was going to be the case with that one. At any rate, it got um, taken out after its announcement, and there's no plans to put it in. My opinion, I think it might work better at coming out of Tomorrowland and or maybe at the juncture between uh, Main Street and Tomorrowland, um, where you get to the Tomorrowland Terrace. That's my thought on that. 
they do need a big indoor theater. Disneyland has one too, the Fantasyland Theater. It's an outside theater. That's where the princesses are kind of doing meet and greets, which they did in the past before they had a show. But Mickey and the uh, Sorcerer's Map, well, I can't remember, Mickey and the Map, that was a great show at Disneyland. I'm sure this show will be fantastic. They have a great theater over at Tokyo Disney Sea with a big band show that's not really big on Disney theming, although Mickey plays the drums and tap dances, and that's amazing, but it's not centered so much around Disney songs and so forth, but it is in it is as good as a jazz, big jazz band as you will see in any any venue anywhere around the world. It is a solid experience. Any rate, just let you know those kind of two things going on. Now we move over to Shanghai. Can you believe that Shanghai Disney is now celebrating its fifth anniversary? Um, the gate, the park opened up on June 16th of 2016. Um, 16's my lucky number. I was there just a month or two later, uh, when it first opened and, um, it's going to have a big lineup of exclusive experiences and, uh, nighttime spectacular illuminate a nighttime celebration. Um, there's an anniversary-themed overlay to the Mickey Storybook Express pre-parade. Um, they are adding fifth anniversary decorations that will line the streets of Mickey Avenue. Um, there'll be there's a new soundtrack. In fact, I have a, a little music video that showcases that new soundtrack. They're going to be kind of a surprise squad going out and and surprising the guests with unexpected magic. Uh, VIP treatment and other prizes and so forth. So it's a, it's a good year to visit Shanghai when you can. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see the, the features they have in the center of the park that light up at night. It looks really cool. So I, I, it's exciting. Congratulations, Shanghai, for getting to five years. And what an amazing park. Zootopia is under, underway being built. I certainly want to be there when Zootopia um, opens to see what that's all about. Disney Cruise Line. Okay, this is kind of the downside here. <laughs> um, they have stated, we are carefully reviewing the recently released guidance from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, and working toward resuming operations. As we continue to refine our protocols for our eventual return to service, we're canceling all Disney Dream, Disney Fantasy, and Disney Wonder sailings departing through June 2021. Now, if you listen very carefully to that message, you will see that there is something that's not mentioned there, and that's the Disney magic. Because what they're looking to do with the Disney magic is to sail it out of the UK, um, which is um, during a limit for a limited time on short voyages what they would do is take a number of ports and they will sail out of those ports and go out to sea for two days and then return um and uh and so it's just seaside sailings you don't go to any particular location or dock i think this could happen for disney cruise line here comes summer is to leave port canaveral and go out for two days or go to the uh, private island and and do a day at sea and come back and there could be a lot of these but cdc has created variables 
that are really making it hard for cruise lines to to do that. In that extent, other cruise lines are taking off from the Bahamas or from other locations off of U.S. ports um, to in order to do cruising. Um, Disney has not chosen to do that. I, um, the governor of Florida, uh, DeSantis, has actually taken a lawsuit against our CDC saying, hey, you're preventing our cruise lines from working. You're allowing other operations to work and you're not allowing the cruise line to work. Now, honestly, until COVID is really gone, I would never take a cruise with anyone except Disney Cruise Line. I would take a cruise with Disney Cruise Line in the middle of the worst part of the pandemic because I'm telling you, these people pay attention to cleanliness like no other. And I am very happy with the idea of Disney setting sail when they can, if they can. So more to come. We are ter we are definitely having more to come. In fact, there's a big set of announcements coming um, at the end of April on the Disney Wish. Meanwhile... They previewed a big milestone for the Disney Wish um, with the help of Captain Minnie Mouse. Um, what is happening is during the ship's construction, when the first block or section of the ship is lowered into the building dock, a newly minted coin is placed under the keel for good fortune. The coin created for the Disney Wish features Captain Minnie. We have a video on all this. It's very cool. It's a very traditional um, it's a big tradition in the Disney, in the cruise line business, not just Disney, but in the cruise line business to lay this coin on the keel and, uh, they have done so. And the, again, very exciting to see, and we will have big announcements as they come out. So pay attention to the podcast, especially at the end of the month, because we've got some great stuff coming out on the Disney wish. The last point I wanted to go to was lighthouse point. Which, if you're not familiar, in the same way Disney has Castaway Key, Disney has acquired a place called Lighthouse Point. Not too far away in the Bahamas, but with the intent of creating a very cultural uh, beach experience um, that was has been initially designed by Joe Rohde. He's, he's retired, but he played a big role in kind of laying out what this might look like. According to Eyewitness News down in the Bahamas, local environmental groups said that the lighthouse, Disney's Lighthouse Point development represents a major decision for Eleuthera and Bahamas as a whole, noting that, quote, the world is watching. The Bahamas Reef Educational, Environmental Educational Foundation, Brief, Executive Director Casarina McKinney-Lambert, during a public consultation via Zoom on the controversial project, it has been controversial, Noted, quote, we wrote to Disney, offered to cooperate with them to ensure that their EIA, Environmental Impact Assessment, meets high standards expected of such a well-known company. Quote, we got rebuffed and brushed aside. This is something that needs to be addressed no matter where the project is located. She added, quote, this is a major decision for the future of Eleuthera and the Bahamas as a whole. Our campaign petition for better options for Lighthouse Point has gotten over 440000 signatures the entire bahamas and world is watching this process and we believe there is an opportunity for disney and bahamas to show transformative leadership the world has changed and we need something that has more benefits for eleuthera and the bahamas now 
Disney executives um, at the same time sought to underscore the economic benefits of its lighthouse development with executives suggesting that employment opportunities for Bahamians would far exceed the 150 direct jobs it intends to create. Last month, they completed and submitted a 550-page environmental impact assessment. Dr. Mark Penning, Vice President of Animal Science and Environment for Walt Disney Company, speaking about EIA, said, quote, We have spent an unprecedented three years working hand-in-hand -hand with a team of highly qualified and experienced scientists and other professionals. We have also engaged with numerous stakeholders throughout the Bahamas, whose thoughtful feedback has enabled us to continue to evolve our plans. As we have said from the beginning, we will only move forward with the project at Lighthouse Point if we are able to do so in a way that aligns with our company's deep and long-standing commitment to the environment. The EIA has confirmed this will be possible and this, the appropriate environmental management plan is in place. So this group that has gathered signatures and has protested this, I don't know why Disney hasn't necessarily consulted with them. There may be a couple of things. First, they may not see them as really valid um, folks to really pay attention to, that they don't really bring in the subject matter expert. They may see them as just a group trying to get attention uh, the group may have come forward to say, hey, you need to talk to us at a point much later on in their process. I mean, they've been under this three years. And so now Brief has said, hey, they didn't pay attention to us at the end of three years. They should have been saying that at the end of one year or two years. They're saying it after the report has been given out. So I, I think there's a little bit of politics involved. Frankly, Disney has been very firm in its efforts to be environmentally um, uh, mindful of what's going on. And the nature of the project is also economically mindful, involving Bahamians and the Bahamian culture and trying to bring that out rather than just simply we'll go off and do our own island. So I think Disney's doing the right things. I think this is going to continue um, forward. I think that by and large, most people are very excited to have this happen. But again, we'll see how this plays out in the days and months to come. Definitely, no question, even from, from Lighthouse Point in the middle of nowhere in the Bahamas, there are things happening with Disney. We didn't even cover Disneyland Paris. We didn't even cover Hong Kong Disney and their anniversary and all that's going on. There's so much happening at Disney. And that's why you need to make sure you have subscribed and stayed in touch with us. Also know that you can help us out. Help us by going over to um, iTunes and giving us a positive rating, if you would, or even a nice review. If you like what we do, please help share that with others. That helps us get more attention. As uh, we have always said, we are the the littlest podcast that ever could. And we are trying to, to just share what we're doing with others. Um, additionally, definitely check out our Wayfinder Society um, uh, site where we offer a Patreon-type opportunity for you to, 
to not only support this uh, podcast, but also to gain access to very unique uh, interactive apps. We just released Pirates of the Caribbean at or Pirates of the Caribbean Plaza, which which is a focus on what makes Pirates of the Caribbean at the Magic Kingdom unique among all Pirates of the Caribbean. It also includes our comparison globally and and it will include future Pirates of the Caribbean, but we also have a thing on, on Pandora, World of Avatar, a thing with Disneyland going around with Best in Business. I just check this out. It is a very cool thing and we would love to have you help support the podcast. So if you would, please do so. Finally, in the words of uh, Sinbad Storybook Voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. It will lead you so much good. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being with us. You have a great day. We'll see you real soon.